Yo, welcome to the Zillionaires Podcast, where we mainly talk about Seattle-related sports topics and other things as well. I'm your host and moderator, Solo, from Brooklyn. What up, what up, y'all? This is Chisler from Seattle, Washington. They call me the wizard of Washington sports. Every night I gaze into my crystal ball and see the future of what's going down. What's up, guys? This is Krusty from Yakima. I wear my fandom on my sleeve. I get crazy, I get emotional, and I like to throw down ultimatums. Let's have some fun. Sweet, we're back. Episode 7, once again. I can't even believe again. I'm going to say this every yeah, single that's time. Yeah, that's a great episode 29. I'm going to say I can't believe it. 307 episode. He's going to be oh like, my we weren't going to make this. At this point, if we get to 307, we better be on Sirius FM. Like, you guys are in New York. We're like, you'll be like a guest getting, on Howard Stern by then. That's exactly. for sure. Crusty really will be the new sidekick on Howard Stern. Yeah. He'll be the new Baba Booey or whatever. I'm going to take over for Jim Rome on the Jim Rome show. That's for sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> God. Wait. Is Jim Rome actually still gone? Because that would be ridiculous. He has a he has a radio show, radio sports radio show. All right, and uh, tonight we have a new guest, Dyke from where are you from, Dyke? Maple Valley. Maple Valley. So, Just to let everybody know, gonna, this I'm isn't gonna, a nickname. I'm going to jump in on this because this is a is kind of now turned into a fun, interesting uh, pattern for me. Is you know, Centaur was on with us as our first guest, and we we did point out the fact uh, in the second episode, I believe. Maybe the first one, I don't remember, that we were uh, college roommates. But the funny thing is, is that Dyke was actually my original college roommate. Uh, we stayed in the dorm together. So now apparently I have to, you know, I did have one more. So, but then we're going to be out of guests after that, apparently. <laughs> yeah, we, we all go to therapy together. I mean, it was, it was rough. It was really rough. There's a Facebook uh, Facebook uh, group that we all kind of remember each other, <laughs> support much, each other. Well, and as, best day of as, your life, Dyke was the day he moved on to <laughs> hang out with Centaur, right? Much, much yeah. as much as Centaur shared, Dyke, Dyke had the same life experience of just being screamed at every day of his life for what he lived with me. So, yeah, good times. I want to know, Dyke, like, what was it like living with Krusty? I mean, is he is he a really clean uh, clean person, or is he like uh, like you know left like Krusty? <laughs> <laughs> His nickname is Krusty. I'm just guessing. Yeah, yeah. No, he's not clean at all. Not not even close. <laughs> he what, he what would be an eight? example of his <laughs> extreme uncleanliness. So first of all, in our dorm room, we had a seven a, a seven layer like burrito dip thing that we had and we had it on the floor for seven days and one night one night Krusty ate it he ate that thing like who does that (laughs) well I I think the stars align seven layers seven days he he thought he would probably go to seven eleven heaven I'll tell you what I'll tell you what the bacteria that were in that is why I'm gonna live forever (laughs) that's why your gut is so healthy I bet you didn't even get sick, Krusty. Your body was your body just handles that like it's uh, nothing. Well, yeah, absolutely. It was it was no big deal. <laughs> but 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 Dyke Dyke did have to suffer through. We had a tiny dorm room, and he had to suffer through many years of us not being able to see the floor past the <coughs> pizza cardboard boxes and and Krusty's like seven hundred clothes that he never did laundry of and. 
Yeah, he was a he was Beer a very can patient. pyramids, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. A, yeah. He was a very patient uh and understanding roommate. <laughs> I just sure. I just nice. drank a lot. I was drunk the whole time basically. <laughs> Tilly, <laughs> Tilly kicked you out. <laughs> oh, that's it's so nice funny. to see you ventured far from your friends from college uh, yeah. and <laughs> In college, as if we were friends only in college. It goes back to what fourth grade for all of us. Come on, so funny. That is true. Um, actually, a little side note about diet because I believe like uh, we we played a uh, what do they call it? Inter- Intramural basketball. Yeah. yeah. I yeah, our senior year, both Dyke and I quit basketball. We both quit the team. I believe it was around the same time. Yeah. Chisler had quit two years before that. I was pre. I was. I pre. <laughs> prematurely ejaculated from that team. Yeah, he started quitting year. phase. <laughs> so we all joined forces and had probably the sickest IBA team. I remember like one game when you were just like nailing threes the whole game. I did. You must have sunk like five or six of those games, and we like won the championship. I mean, it wasn't that hard. We were up against like whatever, like. Like crusty, like we're up against crusty. Yeah, exactly. Sporting <laughs> highlight, I though. Was dominant, <laughs> Sporting <laughs> highlight from that that intramural year, though the the highlight was definitely the game we went up against the coaches and the, the coach, I was just thinking, <laughs> and we yeah. had like the actual basketball team coaches for the varsity and the junior varsity and even the freshmen, I think. And we put on a, a clinic for those guys. And they were just like outside our locker room after the games, like, hey, sign up. Come on, get back on the team. We need you guys to go all the way. Get back on the real team. <laughs> well, they, they were also out there like pulling hamstrings and hyperventilating. And <laughs> hey, hey, that ruins the story. Easy, easy, easy. <laughs> Those guys were like, if you think about it now, they were like eight, ten years younger than we are now <laughs> yeah. when they were playing us in. <laughs> That's, That's true. Depressing. <laughs> <laughs> you ever wonder that? Like in high school, you look back at your teacher and you think, man, like he was so old. And you're like, wait, he was 24 years old? <laughs> like, like, how did I think he was an old man? <laughs> Dude, my, uh, my parents had five kids by the time they were my age, you know? Uh, yeah, that's oh, crazy. man. Yeah. Well, that's life. And here we are. But did they have a sick podcast? (laughs) (laughs) Did they infiltrate the mainstream lexicon? So my highlight that I'm going to throw up today is I just found out. Okay, so yes, I was Googling Internet Zillionaire just to see what would come up today. (laughs) And the podcast comes up pretty high, FYI. But um, nice. Internet zillionaire, the phrase, is now really heavily associated with this new movie coming out starring James Franco and Brian Cranston, which is about like this. <clears throat> Brian Cranston has a daughter who uh, is fallen in love with James Franco, and they call James Franco in this movie a quote unquote internet zillionaire. <clears throat> and um, so he has all this money, and he's a total like jerk off, you know, knob top dude who uh, spends all his money on all this grotesque stuff or whatever. And he, he, oh, I watched. I anyway, watched the, it looks. It actually looks kind of <laughs> stupidly hilarious. Um, it does. But the, I was just like in awe. Like we're gonna have people googling this phrase "internet zillionaire" now because all the articles referencing this movie have to explain it, have to explain kind of the plot. And so they call this guy because they say it in the movie directly. They call him an internet zillionaire. And I'm like, dude, I threw down that. I made up that phrase in 2004. So what I I'm not, I'm not saying they copied it. I'm not saying they like directly oh, that, were that's influenced. Exactly, that's exactly what I'm saying. I'm saying, when are we calling our lawyers? 
Because we're all retiring with a jillion dollars <laughs> off of them ripping off Internet Zillionaire. That's what I say. Uh, Solo had a good point because I sold a domain name last year for like $4,000 to uh, iHeartRadio. <clears throat> Uh, I had iHeartFamily.com, and they wanted to buy it. So I was like, oh, sweet. I didn't know who was buying it. It was a totally just random email out of the blue. And I just threw out this crazy number, and I was like, eh, how about 4K? And they were like, okay, let's do it. Uh, and I, oh I, was, my I, was, I was like, it was like damn. cents to them. <laughs> I was like, you could have like, oh sent $100,000, and they would have no, no, I'm not an idiot. I totally negotiated. I went back and forth and tried to, tried to like get more money. But they were like, no, this is our our top. But anyway, so Solo brought up a good point that maybe uh, they'll come knocking and want uh, internet. internet yeah. Yeah. And, and I'd sell you guys out for probably 500 <laughs> bucks at this point. <laughs> I mean, only $15. You know, I still got to give, I still got to charge studio costs and stuff. And then once we even that out, then we'll, we'll go there. Oh, oh, oh. Everybody's going to start collecting. I well, see. That's so I see. funny. That's I so guess funny. you could charge internet, internet web, uh, web managing costs too. So, and then we could just, we could just, uh, Chris, you could just charge his voice cost. So, yeah, right. voice talent. Right. <laughs> um, uh, seriously, though, it's been kind of an interesting week. I was like, I was reading on, uh, what is it, Field Goals or whatever the other day, and they were talking about Eddie Lacy, and I, I saw that he has all these incentives to make money. And if, if he, if he uh, runs for 1,200 yards, he gets 1.2 million. If he makes 1,000 yards, he gets a. Uh, a million or whatever, and then all, you know, there's all those categories. And then if he if he weighs under 250 pounds, it gets 85 grand, which he got the other day. And I, you know, I didn't actually realize. I, and I actually heard Lyman the other day, like old Lyman, saying that they, everybody gets those kind of incentives throughout the year. A lot of players do, and and if they reach those weights, and but I thought it'd be interesting to talk about Eddie Lacy. I think it's um, a good topic. I'm into it. Yeah, because uh, we we haven't really talked about him at all, which is funny because he's going to be a huge huge part of this team this year so no let's start not. with chisler like i got a couple oh, points. Oh. i got a couple points just hold off with, <laughs> hold off i mean he is the running back that they came in with hold off with your idiocy yeah. for a half second christy <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay so i i, I uh, thought about this today and i i think we were looking at uh, a couple things that i think stand out to me Remember that Marshawn Lynch was a Buffalo Bill before he was a Seattle Seahawk, okay? Was he killing it in Buffalo, or was he just getting by and not a, you know, uh, the poster child for amazing running backs that he is today? So I'm thinking this could be a similar situation to Lynch coming from Buffalo to Seattle, like Seattle gives him this new fresh start where he's got all these other weapons. He's not necessarily the main feature. <clears throat> so I think that's a good sign, right? You know, the interplay between um, Russell and <clears throat> the backfield, I think, could really help uh, open things up for him. But I think my my better point is I think this is really – This is Richard Sherman's wet dream come true, right? This is Pete and John's rebuttal to Richard Sherman saying, we have to run it on the one-yard line from now on. Last year, we didn't have an option for running it on the one-yard line, especially, you know, with Rawls being hurt, all that that 
turmoil in the backfield last year. With your last, boy Christine Michael. Yeah, exactly. Last two <laughs> last two years, really, we haven't had a goal line offense or a goal line option. This is the goal line option. They went and spot, spent money to bring this to satisfy Richard Sherman. Ha <laughs> ha! What do you think about that? <laughs> I, I mean, that is interesting. I mean, you really think that sure. Wait, hold up. Krusty doesn't seem to agree. That's weird, actually. I'm saying Sherman, <laughs> Sherman had a huge I can see hissy him fit. His head. He had a huge hissy fit about Pete. We don't run it, or we have to run it on the one yard line, and everything blew up about their relationship in the offseason after that. And this is them saying, "Hey, we agree with you. We're just not going to back you up in public like that." We're going to go make the move, get the bowling ball that can just smash it in there from the one-yard line. We didn't have that option last year. And you better just shut your mouth, Richard. <laughs> we're, we're doing it well, the right okay. way, and we're not doing it in the media. So that's, that's what I'm okay, trying to say. Well, I have a, I have a fairly unique uh, perspective on Eddie Lacy, having lived in Green Bay for a, you know, half of his career there. So I'm actually. I love gonna, how Krusty always drops his well, green actually, bait knowledge. I, I, I'm going to throw over. I'm gonna <laughs> like throw he's got the to, inside scoop because he lived there. <laughs> uh, no, but I can just give it's you the perspective town. of. Uh, yeah, it's a tiny town, dude. And I can give you the perspective right. of an entire fan base almost in that small town. But but I want to go last because I have a pretty All right. a pretty one side. Yeah, okay. So let's right. throw let's throw this over to Dyke. Dyke, what, what what do you see out of Eddie Lacy this year? Uh, I think he's gonna get like twelve fifty for the for the year. I think they're gonna run. Nice. Nice. I, I like think, that. I don't think <laughs> yes. Rawls. I really don't think Rawls has it. I think that injury's kind of ruined it for him. I mean, it kind of yeah. depends on CJ Procise. If he comes back and he starts running hard, then he might not get it. I think it has nothing to do on Eddie Lacy's talent. I think Eddie Lacy didn't have a good spot in Green Bay because they don't run. I mean, when I went back and I pulled his stats, he's at over four yards every year. He's like 4.1, 4.6, 4.1, 5.1. He just didn't get the attempts. We don't like stats in here. Right? <laughs> hey, Plus, I, he I breaks tackles. He breaks, yeah, tackles. he breaks tackles. He does. I mean, he's, yeah, he's, a, he's a, a running back. He's not Marshawn Lynch, for sure. But he's no, similar. No. He's similar, yeah. and that's the kind of running back that I think Cable likes. I think he, can, I'm hoping he can read it and then just go and go straight, get get three, four yards, and he's there. Um, yep. So I like it. I think it's a good. I think it's a good sign. I think um, it's better than what we got. I mean, I think we got to have something there. Is it's a All good right, goal line option too, right? I mean, he's a I great goal line option. You guys. All right, it's good though. What does Krusty think? So here's the deal. Eddie Lacy, let's talk about stats. His stats have gotten worse every single year he's been in the NFL. Every single one of the stats is worse every single year he's been in the NFL. He has only played an entire season once. He's missed games every all of the other years. One there, game I'll a second you, year. That doesn't count. Green, so he spent four years in Green Bay, and yes, Marshawn Lynch was in Buffalo, but Marshawn Lynch's issues in Buffalo was because Marshawn Lynch is a weirdo and they didn't know how to handle him. Like, it had nothing to do. He was a good running back for them he, on the field. They just they couldn't deal with him off the field and he clashed with the coaches a ton. The bigger issue with Eddie Lacy is that Eddie Lacy sucks, dude. And he had four yards or more per carry, like, like Dyke said, 
But that's because he was in one of the best passing offenses in the NFL. When he got the ball, the defense was never, never focused on stopping him. Ever. Even on first down. That every single defense that plays the Packers is focused on stopping the passing game. Which means that Eddie Lacy should be crushing it all the time. A draw play to Eddie Lacy should be 10 yards every single time he gets the ball because they're all focused on stopping Aaron Rodgers. The fact is, is that there is a website in Green Bay or created in Green Bay by the fan base called Eddie Lacy Sucks Forum. He's <laughs> terrible, dude. He's hurt. He missed, he missed practices because he was just lazy. He was late for meetings like regularly. He's just not a good running back. He's not smart. His his fumbles have gone up. He used to be his a good fumbles pack. aren't a big problem. His well, in four years he's fumbled ten times. That's a big deal to me personally. Four times the most in 2015. Fact checked. Bam. <laughs> he has ten in four years. That's more than I want. I eight disagree. times. Eight times in four years. Fumbles. Ten times in four years. Eight. But anyway, regard, regardless, he was a good receiving running back early. He's a terrible receiving running back now. I, he just, I, and I disagree. That's with why Chisler. we got ProSize. We got ProSize for third I down. I disagree with Chisler that he's a good red zone running back. He's a terrible goal line running back. He's not a good goal line running back. He just isn't. That's a fact. With the conditioning like, that the Seahawks that are going Green to Bay, do, Green Bay's he's going to be amazing. Mike, Green Bay's coach, Mike McCarthy, who never calls anyone out ever in press conferences, mostly because he just doesn't say anything in press conferences. He's very tight-lipped, kind of Bill Belichick-esque. He just doesn't say anything. He In, in, in Eddie Lacy's third year, he called Eddie Lacy out as the only player that got called out that entire season by Mike McCarthy and said, Eddie Lacy has to play better. Our running game isn't good enough right now. I'm telling you that they tried to make him the feature back there, and it didn't work. In the best passing offense in the NFL, if you can't be a good running back, if you can't succeed in that offense, I, I, I have no faith in him. And I disagree. I think Thomas Rawls is twice as good a running back as Eddie Lacy. Eddie Lacy is garbage. And my prediction right now is that in week 10, he won't be on the team. Wow, that's a big Eddie prediction. Eddie Lacy that gets is, cut. Okay, let's put <laughs> that in the book, Solo. Cut. Solo, will you put that yeah. on the chart of predictions? Because that one, I know <laughs> yeah. for a fact, will be certainly biting him in the ass. No yeah. way. Well, so you, you would rather go with Thomas Rawls over Eddie Lacy. You right just now. said that Lacy can't stay on the field. Rawls literally can't stay on the field. Like I'm looking True, at Lacey's yeah. stats but right now. First field, year he played. Good. First two years he played every game. Then he missed three no, games in his he third. Missed a, he missed one game as a rookie. He I'm looking 15, at it right now. Fifth, I'm looking at it right now too. He game played 15 started. games, then 16, then 15, then nine. <laughs> He's on EddieLaceySucks.com. You're at the wrong forum. Oh no, yeah, I'm you're right. <laughs> NFLstats.com. Oh, God. Well, we all know that the NFL is totally corrupt, and they put up fake stats. No, no, I'm sorry. He played 15, 16, 15, and 5. 
Yeah, he he's, was hurt, but and I will say just, the last two he's years. Not here's my good, point, dude. Here's my point he's about the last good. two years. Uh, Lacey with Aaron Rodgers the last two years is a different animal because Rodgers has not been a running threat. When he comes to Seattle with a healthy Russell Wilson as a running threat, it's like his rookie. It's like Lacey's rookie year. I feel like Rodgers is a running threat. But in the last few years, he's been so hurt and he's kind of moved to this crazy, you know, just this hobbling pocket passer that, um, you know, Ex- no, t- except- no team is expecting a run when you know for a fact that Rodgers has one leg. You know, he's only he got was, one leg. He <laughs> so. was also good his rookie year with Aaron Rodgers because he was 40 pounds <laughs> lighter and not a fat, slow tub of goo. Like, well, he's we have not him- good, dude. He's, he's not, about he's to slow. get he's about to get three hundred grand this year if he keeps that in check. Now I know you have your problems. I have my problems. But if you were going to get three hundred grand, could you keep it in check? I think Eddie I think Lacey he might. Can't? I'm I think he you. can. He made Cross. one. He got fifty five. I'm Cross. telling you that there's, he looked there's, pretty good. There's I gotta be, say, there's going to be three running backs on the Hawks that are better than Eddie Lacy this year. But oh, are they are they going to be on the field though? I mean, yes, they all get hurt Eddie all Lacey, the time. Because Eddie Lacy isn't. All right. Well, that's a know. strong opinion. Because I mean, I really, I actually believe that he'll be, he will be a good addition, only because like he's actually a named cor- uh, running back. Like I actually like people draft him in fantasy. Nobody drafts Rawls or Prosize. Like those I'm guys. Telling, don't even I'll exist. draft. I'll draft Eddie Lacy just to prove Presty's <clears throat> point in fantasy <laughs> this year. <laughs> I'll take, I'll take him top tier. It's you and Dyke are going to fight pick. over him. <laughs> Dyke and I are going to fight over him in the top in the first round. I'm going to yeah, let you. you I'm going to let you, you have him. I'll let you have him in the first round. Go ahead. But okay, another point that came up on the radio the other day was uh, Hasselbeck talking to. Charles Woodson apparently saying nobody wants to tackle a back that's 250 pounds when they're coming down, <clears throat> you know, with yeah. a head of steam downfield. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, so I think, I think that's another all... plus. He's got yes. 2.7 yards after contact, which really, is, you know, is analogous to a Marshawn Lynch type of runner. Except for the and, contact is at the line of scrimmage and uh, behind Seattle's offensive line. The other big issue is that in Green Bay, he had a dope offensive line. He's coming to a team that has a terrible offensive line. He's not elusive at all. Marshawn Lynch, you talked about it yourself, Chisler. You said how Marshawn Lynch had all the balance and elusiveness. Yes. They're not the same and player. Le- I, I'll Lacey give you that. He has none of that. Think about, I'll give you that. Think about how many plays Marshawn Lynch made someone miss in the backfield to make like a six-yard run. Eddie Lacy isn't making any of those people miss. He's going to get tackled for loss like five times a game. He's slow. But, but he's you're still not the, answering Dyke's point, I don't think. He's going to get the ball way more than he did in Green Bay. We, we run it yeah. way more. So 1,200. That's why you think. He, go ahead. Yeah. That, no, that's, I was going to say that's why you think he's going to get 1,200 because he's definitely going to get more touches, right? He's, right. He's, but not yeah. if he gets touches that aren't productive. If they give him a bunch of touches and he still doesn't do anything with them, which is what I think is going to happen, Rawls is more elusive. CJ Procise is more elusive. The CJ Procise isn't on the is field first down. He I mean, they're not over- comparable. We'll see. I mean, we don't know. CJ Procise still is developing, and we don't have no idea what to expect from that kid. Really? I, I do love Procise. He was hurt, dude. We 
He was rolling and then got hurt. Like, I think the sky's the limit for that kid. Who knows? Pro size is going to touch the ball, like, on third down to get that extra two yards. He's not going to be in there. He's not starting. What we like, know, giving, what we know is that when, what we know is yeah. that when Rawls is healthy, he's dope. Now, he might not be healthy the whole year. Yeah. We, he might not be healthy the whole year. But I'm not taking the carries away from Rawls healthy to give them to Eddie Lacy. Eddie Lacy, when he's healthy, has shown he's terrible. He's also shown he's yeah, good, but, <laughs> but that was three years ago. The point is, ago. though, is, is, Hyperbole. The point is, is Rawls hasn't been healthy in, in true, a few years now, true. and that's why we have to have Eddie. He's lost that, his burst. Uh, I just don't that's think Eddie Lacy is an answer. I think okay, Eddie so, Lacy is a fullback. Dyke's point so is, who's, who's better on the field? Who can be on the field right now, you know? And honestly, Rawls. I don't think you have that answer. I don't think it's Rawls, man. I, I don't think. Too many injuries. I think Rawls' best game dwarfs Eddie Lacy's best game. And he was Rawls? in a better team with a better offensive line, a better offensive team with a better offensive line. He's going to come and watch our offensive line get blown up, and he's going to have tackle for loss, tackle for loss, tackle for loss, because he's so slow and not elusive. If, if Rawls is how he was, what, two years ago? Then, yeah, Rawls is going to be your starting back, and he's going to get like 15, 1,600 yards. But yeah. I don't think he's that anymore. I think he's lost his burst. This is all I've heard is he's not as fast as he used to be. He's not, he's not healthy. That's everything I've heard. And I think that's well, why they picked up Lacey. Not he- I mean, obviously the picking up of Lacey shows that they have concern. There's no question about that. So I think the, I think what they think is that Rawls' running style, Rawls somehow like wants to be Lynch or something. So I think they think that his running style is going to get him hurt again. And that's definitely why they picked up uh, Lacey. I just don't think we should be looking at Lacey as the feature back. Rawls is the feature back. Lacey is the like alternative. I will say that it's the exact opposite going into week one. Lacey is the number <clears throat> one back and Rawls is the second. And I actually think it's interesting because I think this kind of ends the Alex Collins experiment. <clears throat> I think I think he is in the same mold as a Lacey, but, uh, you know, unless he ends up proving himself in some preseason miracle, I think he gets the axe or at least rides the pine all year. Well, I think the signing of Chris Carson, or I think when they drafted Chris Carson, I already said this in the draft episode. I think Chris Ooh. Carson spelled the end of of, of Alex Collins. Because Chris Carson is bigger, faster, stronger than <clears throat> Alex Collins. Better running back. Wasn't Alex Collins actually drafted, though? And like, Yeah, they drafted Carson, him. Carson drafted guy was him. a U, UFDA? No, Carson was their last pick. Oh, he was their seventh yeah, round he, pick. Yeah, they picked okay. him. Collins was low, too. I can't remember he what was, he was. Yeah, six, five or six or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I liked his story, but man, I was disgusted <clears throat> well, every see, time he was on the field. That guy yeah. looked like Here, he looked like he had two cement shoes, man. He was so that, slow. But that's what I'm telling you. Alex Collins is slow, like Eddie Lacy. <laughs> Eddie oh, Lacy man. is also slow. They are. He played, on, not a, about he played on a high caliber fast. passing team with an amazing offensive line. He's going to look just Marshawn like Alex Lynch Collins. Marshawn Lynch is slow in your world, then. No, he's not. Marshawn Lynch is fast as sh- Are you kidding me? Plus, he's, he's a not fast. That was Marshawn never Lynch his is thing. crazy. He is, too. He's so much faster fast? than Andy Lacey or Alex Collins. 
I mean, he's not he's not Percy Harvin. How many of you drank already? All right, this is fun. This is fun. I think we definitely have some. We have some lines in the sand here. Dyke says twelve hundred yards. I didn't even think I was going to go that high. When was the last time we had a twelve hundred yard runner? I mean, I don't even know if Marshawn runs for that much, but oh yeah, he did. Um, I love it. I, I'm all, I, you know, I, I really don't know that I'm all in on Lacey, but I, I'm a, I'm pretty optimistic about the fit. I think on paper, it sounds really good. I love the dual threat, Russ running, Lacey pounding it. Um, I think mm-hmm. it gets us back to that run core that we have missed because of injury. I think Rawls is like the, he has the most passion um, of any guy that I've seen some young kid coming out. But at the end of the day, that passion means he smashes his body in a way that it can't handle. And Lacey at least has the body to handle it. It doesn't, you know, or theoretically can handle it, especially with the Seahawks conditioning team working on it. So that's where I stand on it. And uh, I think we've got some different opinions. So that's cool. We can track that during the season. Yeah, and if anything, it's I think it's just fun to bring in somebody like Eddie to you know to go up with Rawls. I mean, maybe they can help each other out a little bit, like a little bit of fun competition. I really think though it's gonna it's, it's gonna be a three back uh, offense, right? It's gonna be yes. Eddie for a play, Rawls for a play, Procise to just get that first down, and that that's a good combo. I mean, that's a good triple threat to have, you know, and. Um, I mean, we we were so used to having one sick ass running back for many years. I don't think, I think that's just those days are kind of over. I mean, really, who are the main backs that who could we couldn't even get a back right now because we have so yeah, many other guys paying. That's what most teams are doing. I mean, there's super almost good no point, teams so that have super a, good. Yeah, 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 yeah for sure. Point. There's there's almost no teams that have a feature back like they used to anymore. It's it's all no. by committee. But to me, those three running backs. There's no are, fullbacks for sure, right? Yeah, there's, there's no fullbacks well, the in the league. The Hawks are one of the the Hawks are one of the few teams that still do a fullback situation. But yeah, I think the three. But I agree that it's a three pack thing. I just think that by mid season, the three backs are Rawls, Procise, and Chris Carson. Nice. Uh, okay, that your idea is that it's the orders. I just think Lacey's right. the one who loses out because I don't think he's going to be good. Speaking of, you think fullbacks, he's going to be the. Did you see we cut Brandon Cottom already? Yeah, that was disappointing. Uh, so, yeah, we're kind of back oh, to man. the drawing board on that, right? I mean, do we even have a fullback on the team? <laughs> yes, yes, we do. His name's Eddie Lacey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. His name's uh, John Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> Well, shoot, I think we actually, I mean, really, I think we've covered Eddie Lacey tonight. We got everybody's opinions pretty strong. Unless you want to add anything more to this take. I think we got Krusty was pretty adamant that he doesn't like it. I will say um, one I, last I point. I will say it's my least favorite. It's my least favorite free agent signing in years. I, I, I really dis. I was, wow. You guys know that. I texted you like crazy when, when they signed him. And again, just from my time in Green Bay, Green Bay fans hate Eddie Lacey. Like, like Green Bay fans have more distaste for Eddie Lacy than than any player I can think of in Seattle. Honestly. I think you like, go to that website way too much. And they, yeah. <laughs> no, I just they, found it. I only found it just today. I in in doing a little research, I just found it today. But but you ask just the average Green Bay fan, hey, what do you think of Eddie Lacy? And their answer is, I'm so glad he's in Seattle. That's and then they answer. put the up. and then they put up. the cheese um, on their head. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm Googling right no, now, actually, crazy. Christy. What? Like, there's no question <laughs> that they're insane people, but... Wait, hold up. I'm Googling Christy right now. You know, oh, wait, yep. There's a I hate crusty internet zillionaire <laughs> website up right now, too. Yeah. I actually sucks. funded that Krusty one. Crusty sucks. Internet zillionaire. Yeah, I, I created that. Yeah, I created yeah. It. It's me and Sissa. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think he has a chance, Crusty, to, you know, like, like we're talking about, there's Lynch coming from Buffalo, restarted his career. Is there a chance that this guy has the makeup to be a good player. Cause yeah. I think his rookie, his rookie season proves that. So it's just like, maybe there was a bad fit there and the fit is better and there's a chance. So I think his, sniff his, some of that. His college success was great too. I think that the problem has been twofold and, and, and this will kind of answer that question. One, he, again, he's just been worse every year. Like he's, He's gotten worse since his rookie year every single year. And if that's weight gain or if that's getting lazy, I don't know. Again, when he was in Green Bay, and you don't hear this stuff from Green Bay because it's such a small town, basically. But he missed meetings. He was late for meetings. Like, he got in trouble for that kind of stuff. Not Everyone loved him. He wasn't a bad teammate. He wasn't a bad dude. But he was just, like, lazy. Like, he missed workouts and stuff. And, and it seemed to get worse as it went on. And he missed training stuff, which or like uh, physical therapy training stuff, which I think led to him not being as healthy as last year. But then the second piece is, is again, he is a running back who needs a good offensive line. He has to have that block to get up to speed. He needs a hole. Once he gets to four or five yards, then, yeah, he's dope because he's 240 pounds moving at full speed. But on the in, in Green Bay, they had that. But in Seattle, we're not going to have that. He's not going to have an offensive line where he has a clean hole every single play or even half the plays where he can get up to full speed. He needs four or five or six steps to get up to full speed, and then he can run people over. When, but your point to where he was breaking tackles, he doesn't break tackles unless he's like six yards into the run already. Like He's not breaking tackles two yards in. Like No, Marshawn Lynch broke tackles <coughs> negative two yards in. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, that at least I think your point there at least made people think that you're, uh, you know, have uh, some football knowledge. Where all your all, 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 all your other points, all your other points, just seemed like hyperbole, hyperbole, and you know, exaggeration. Well, so, I have to say, nice. too, Rusty, when you, when you say that Eddie's uh, Eddie is uh, lazy, like showing up. I mean, I think at NFL labeling an NFL. Running back lazy, not showing up to one practice doesn't quite measure up with like you and I for say being lazy because we didn't. <laughs> well, yeah, but we didn't but show solo, up. To the solo, I mean, is it, is it really <laughs> lazy? Here's the difference. Though. Here's the Twenty solo. minutes late to the podcast today, folks. <laughs> <laughs> I showed up the, late because my though, food. Solo, the difference, though, solo is that he showed up late for a meeting, and that if you broke out all his time that he puts in at work. That meeting is probably worth like eighty thousand dollars. 
Where? <laughs> Who knows how lazy Marshawn Lynch was though? Like yeah. he could have been super lazy. Lynch too, was like. the laziest no, player Lynch, on the team. Lynch yeah. never missed meetings. He he was lazy with media stuff. Oh, like all of a sudden you're in on a meeting. No, he, he skipped and, <laughs> and he might have missed even OTAs. No, but I'm not gonna say he that. had like an ankle bracelet Lynch, on him. He knows Lynch exactly was, where he was. Lynch was an incredibly hard worker. What are you talking about? He was. I thought he lazy. I thought he didn't show up to camp and no, stuff. No, like, then you're just, then you're getting into Walter Jones territory. He was the one who skipped workouts. <laughs> oh, fine. let's let's get off Eddie Lacy. Well, there I mean, certainly I think wasn't another yeah, free agent. There that. certainly wasn't another free agent out there that was a better pickup. I think that, that was also you know Dyke's point. So, yeah, that yeah. was also my point. It was like, who else is yeah. there? I mean, otherwise, we just go with Rawls and Pro Size, and now we already know that didn't work last year. So, like, yeah. like we'll right. probably go pick up Chris and Michael well, again there, halfway through the season. Were two, there were two other free agents that honestly I would have rather had either one of them. Adrian well, Peterson. Who were they? they were Adrian Peterson or no, Jamal wait. Charles. He's, and and uh, I would have rather had both oh, of them. Oh, man, those guys are both way too old. Those, yeah. Peterson, I, I don't want my fantasy. Like, like, they're proven good running backs. I don't care if you're old because, again, Keep in mind that I think Rawls and ProSites are your... I was getting a guy in case someone gets hurt. And I would rather have Jamal Charles or Adrian Peterson as like your... Adrian Peterson's probably not going to come in and be the guy he in would, case someone he gets hurt. He wouldn't do that. Yeah. But, Jamal no Charles, but Jamal Charles would. You could be tra- bring right. Jamal Charles in and he would have been the backup for Rawls and or ProSites. He would have been he gets the hurt all the time size. too. <clears throat> oh, he does. Yeah, he's, he's, he's way he's more the, hurt. But if he's the backup option, who cares? That's the thing with like, who cares about injury thing if you're not the feature guy? Well, then you're well, a well, waste of a backup. <laughs> no, because you're not playing as much, so your likelihood of getting hurt is much less. Yeah, you're coming yeah. in when someone else gets hurt. You just get but hurt anyway, in practice. Let's, let's switch subjects. We'll just we'll just let the haters on Krusty take care of this. We don't need it. I am a on. Seattle fan. You have so much vitriol for the Hawks. <laughs> no, You're so angry all the time. We're just trying to be optimistic. <laughs> over here. We're just trying to. But it's good though. If it's you see the glass half is full, is it half empty? <laughs> <laughs> I I yeah sure. This would be a pretty boring podcast if we were just all like, yeah, I love yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, right. Right. I got to bust, bust your guys' views up. That's, that's No, it's that, it's that green bay connection, man. Those fans are dialed yeah. in. They really have it all figured out over there. And it made all that there. stuff raw for me. If Eddie Lacy would have played for like the Tennessee Titans, I would have none of this. I would have none of this view. I lived in Green Bay for four years and just listened to people complain and bitch about Eddie Lacy for four years. Like they didn't even like him as rookie year and he was wildly successful as rookie year, but they just, he's he never was a been, pro bowl player, never been enjoyed there, never been positive there. And I just don't like, I don't want players that fan bases hate. How often do those nice. work out? Yeah. Well, we even drafted them, though. We drafted them a lot. Speaking of fan bases that people hate, let's talk about the Mariners a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Segway City. Love it. Yeah, well, first of all, you guys were wrong on the worst Mariner. Dave Bowie? <laughs> He's so good. Like, what's your problem? Yeah. He was okay. a great I, 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 
preface that. I will say, I preface that with like I don't have knowledge of the last twenty years of Mariner. So. Uh, you didn't like you didn't like Chisler's I still, Day Valley. <laughs> no, yeah, I hated that. It was more just the story. It was more. It was more uh, his story. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I actually listened back I to. I it. laughed pretty hard at that. Okay, yeah, okay. Dave Valley good. was actually not bad. He was. He's love. He's beloved in Seattle. He yeah, is. For sure. He is. And, and Krusty, you don't hate Eric Bedard. You hate Bill Bavese, who made that trade. Oh, who I, I hate do. as well. I hate Bavese so much. Like oh, Bedard for, wasn't for that bad of a pitcher. He was no, that- no. It, it was uh, it was it was Centaur that hated Bedard. Krusty oh, well, changed his pick. Yeah. I changed mine too. Bedard. What about? Did you hate Kevin Mitchell as much as I did? Or? <laughs> yeah, I didn't like Kevin Mitchell. He was a jackass. Yeah, <laughs> I hated that guy. <laughs> Yeah, but you guys left out but, the but worst. Di- but di- you do have to admit, for what we gave up for Bedard, oh, and for yeah, what the horrible the, trade. For what the what and 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 Centaur was right on his attitude. And, oh yeah, like, yeah, he yeah, had yeah. A horrible attitude. Yeah, yeah. I hated Bedard. He, Who, he, he did pitch. Though? He did pitch some good games, but not he many. did. He, yeah, he David wasn't great. Segee? <laughs> but I, but I like David Segee. No, I. I like so Segee first too. of all, this guy. Before I tell you his name does not even know how to spell his own name. Because <laughs> <laughs> he, he spells it completely good. wrong. Like, it's not, that is not how you spell that name. So his name supposedly is Sean Figgins, but it's really uh, Chone, Chone Figgins, because it's C-H-O-N-E. <laughs> so I call him Chone always. So oh, this guy, nice. he played for the Angels, right? And he would just yeah. destroy us. Like, I think he was hitting 500 against us. So we picked him up. Yeah. We gave him a big contract. He goes and yeah. plays third base for us, and he just stinks it up. And he, you know, I just hate that dude. Every time I oh, see him, I just want to punch him in the face. <laughs> I still call so him Chone Figgins to Yeah, it's day. Chone. It's not Sean. It's Chone. <laughs> I saw. I only saw his name in print, and I, you know, I was like not watching the games, not even listening to him. I just re- would read the box score, and then I went over and was talking to a friend, and I was like, "Oh yeah, Chone Figgins. He seems like he's." <laughs> it was like right after the trade. He, and he played good for two or three games. And I was like, oh, this trade, this with Chone Figgins. And everybody, <laughs> everybody laughed at me. I got such ridicule. And I was like, I was serious. I had no idea his name was Sean. <laughs> but, you, but you were just pronouncing, like, the English language. Like, correctly, yeah, yeah. right? Like, that's how you yeah. spell it. <laughs> so, do you agree? I think that's more I, on his I parents like- than him, though. I always felt like with Figgins that he was one of the laziest base runners I've ever oh, seen. Yeah. yeah. Like, he would never, like, watch the coaches or, like, pay attention. With he got thrown out so many times on the base yeah. pass. He was just horrible. He couldn't hit. And the, and the thing that would piss you off so much, he would go to – before with the Angels, he was amazing. Like, he was a stud. And then mm-hmm. he comes to us and just sucks it up. I don't know what he hit, but it had to be in, like, 50 you know, like yeah. he was just horrible. <laughs> zero he was, five he zero. Was the definition. He almost, he almost like created the stereotype of free agents who came to Seattle and then just couldn't do anything. Like really great yeah. players who came to Seattle and then just completely fell apart. With an yeah. expert here, with Dyke as the expert here, is that related to the park? Because I hear people talk about it's hard to come from the National League to the American League, especially at Safeco. Is there something I, to that? Uh, I think there was. They brought the fences in at Safeco. I mean, but, but what it is on National versus American is the pitchers are different, right? So, so they come over, and, and the pitching historically is 
is, or I'm sorry, the hitting historically is not as good in the National League as it is in the American League. And the same with the pitching. Ah, the American okay. League has always been a little bit stronger. Um, it's just a different game because they don't have a DH. Yeah. So, and, and they got to learn. They got to learn all the pitchers. You know, that, it's learning all the new pitchers, right? Yeah. That's a huge so thing. think about a rookie when they come in. When a rookie comes in, they don't hit very well um, usually, and it's because they don't know any of the pitchers. It takes a year or two. You don't think it's something to do with the park, then? I don't think it has anything to do with the park, personally. I mean, okay. it is harder to hit a home run. It's harder to hit a home run in Safeco and Oakland because you got you got you know the the whatever you're closer to the ocean and stuff, so it, the, the air is denser. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But oh, what do they call it that? It is a bigger park than like the Kingdom was, or like call you know. There are that was a band box, though. The kingdom was the kingdom was three ten down the line. Even yeah. I could hit one out. Right. I mean, but that doesn't mean. I mean, that's just home runs. I mean, Figgins wasn't a home run hitter. Yeah. I mean, you, no. could, you hit a base hit. You know, hit hit the ball in the grass. <laughs> like that's all you got to do. Like swing the bat. <laughs> so yeah, to your point, there shouldn't be that much of a difference. It's if you can just hit base hits. Yeah. Yeah. Get, yeah. yeah. You That's can argue that the size of Kingdom and the largeness of the, or I mean, of uh, Safeco and the largeness of it were part of Ichiro's like magic, right? Right. Right. He, Ichiro oh, could just spray base hits all over that field like it was crazy because it was right. so big. Exactly. I would almost say right now Ichiro's was one of my favorite Mariners of all time. Now that we're talking about it, because I have his bobblehead, I got his jersey. <laughs> I will say I like how you define that. That's a great argument. Yeah, but <laughs> Bobblehead is how I decide my favorite mariner. He hit 365 like every year. Oh, I have Omar Biscell's bobblehead. He's my favorite. <laughs> Omar Biscell. So Dan, you are you really so, did only watch in the 90s. I stopped watching in 91, yes. Although I think you Omar Biscell played it. until like 2015. Yeah. He was so crazy. Dyke, Dyke, I want while you're here with us this episode, I want your perspective on this. So, even if that pitching staff comes back and gets healthy, the offense has been good. Is this uh, this next road trip maybe going to put them in a hole that they just can't get out of? Uh, yeah, I think that I think it is. I think it's over. I think I don't think they're making the playoffs. I think just the injuries to the pitching staff. Has just destroyed, and they have an amazing offense. Although I looked up the catchers, which is a hole in the lineup, has like they have like 19 hits for the season. Yeah, so I mean, they, a bit it, terrible. It's an automatic out, out, right? I mean, I think yeah. Tuffy. First of all, our catcher's name is Tuffy. That's like a nine-year-old's name. So it's <laughs> <laughs> not an MLB It's more like a dog's name, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I mean, he's our starting catcher. You're really into names, man. You don't I like Chum. You don't like Tuffy. <laughs> no, <laughs> you got a bad name. You're not playing, right? Yeah, Solos with the bobbleheads. Dykes into names. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I hate Bucky Jacobson. Hey, Bucky, come on, just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's too much like Krusty. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I just I, I think it's over, man. I mean, I think our offense is good, but the the problem is is it, you know when you got your top four pitchers out and Gallardo or whatever his name is Gallardo is your supposedly your best pitcher. You don't know how to that, sp- you don't know how to pronounce his name either. So right. Ooh. I mean, he's he's horrible too. I mean, it's just yeah. you're done. I mean, I think we're done to be. I, I hate to be I, like that. What? Well, Paxton's coming back in June. Supposedly, yeah. yeah. Supposedly, but then how long? But does he by last? that point, we're already like we're like ten and a half back now, right? Yeah, you're you're okay. you're, last, like you're, last you're saying the you're saying the hole's too deep. 
I, yeah, it's going to be too tough. Deep. I, because I, I think by, because... by the end of this road trip, it could be like 17 back. And you're, you're playing the best offense in baseball. Next, that's Nationals. I mean, you yeah, got Bryce Harper. And the Red now. Sox are amazing as well. Yeah. yeah. It's, it, I, I just don't see it. The Yankees are ridiculous. Our so, offense, I mean, so, we've got to score like 15 runs a game. Basically. That's like, yeah. they call me, Dyke, I don't know if you know, but they call me the Wizard of Washington Sports. And every night <laughs> I up. gaze into Who's my that? Like, crystal ball. Like, your, your dog or someone? Is that the person who calls you that? <laughs> I gaze into can my crystal talk? ball and I can see the future. So I'm wondering, like, Ra- Rachel goes around calling him that all day. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Wizard, time for bed. <laughs> anyway, so I'm thinking. He puts his cape on. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> If if you had a crystal ball and you could say the the injuries to the staff pitching staff didn't happen, yeah. and you know we did make these, I mean the Segura trade is amazing already. Yeah. Like oh heck yeah, Haniger too. Uh, I mean Haniger was a great yeah. trade. Well we yeah. got yeah, yeah we got Segura and Haniger for uh, what's his name that pitcher Walker last Walker. year Taiwan uh, Walker Taiwan. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah Taiwan. So if the injuries hadn't happened. Where is your, you know, thermometer at on the on the Mariners? Because we we had this like kind of early conversation, and Krusty's thermometer is, you guessed it, deep, deep, deep into the yeah. into the cold, and and Solo and I are kind of warming up to these guys. Where is your thermometer? So I think if the injury, I mean, you're forgetting about the injuries to the bullpen too, because we had a bunch of guys in the bullpen get hurt. Right. Um, but if we didn't have those injuries, you're always going to have some. I mean, we, Drew Smiley hasn't even pitched for us, and he was amazing in the World Baseball Classic. So, yeah. I mean, I think we'd be right there with the Astros. Our offense is is dominant. We have an amazing offense. It's um, clicking. I mean, right? even with the catcher, how uh, you know where the, it's just an automatic out, we're still just raking nonstop. But our pitching is just horrible. I mean, it, it's just bad. So I, I think we'd be right there with the Astros. I think the Astros would still be, you know, one or two above us because they've got a they got a stacked team. But I think we'd be, we'd be right there, right there in the wild card. Do you think Smiley plays well, this year? Yeah, I think he does after the All Star break. Okay. See, Krusty, I didn't want to like, I didn't want to give into it, but this is how long we've been doing this podcast because in the beginning. I was like, all about it, and you were hating, okay? And I was like, hey, let's just see how this pans out. Well, guess what? It's panned out a little bit. Just? And a couple days ago, I was just like watching, and I was like, yeah, I don't think it's going to work out. I was, it just, and it really had to do with injuries. I think they actually did have a team there, though. I don't think it was because they weren't there. And so it, I think we're both right, all right? It wasn't the slow <laughs> start. <laughs> Can we agree but, that we were both but right? The key, the key <laughs> to what you're both saying, I think Dyke and Solo, is it wasn't the slow start, which is what Krusty was so, had his underwear all in a bunch yeah. about, you know? They did have a slow start. Yeah. But I think it, what it was, honestly, was the World Baseball Classic. You see the pitchers that we had that pitched in that, in that uh, tournament or whatever you want to call it? Yeah, yeah. They're all hurt. They're all hurt right now. They started too early. Well, either way, we agree now that the Mariners are pretty much done for the rest of the season. Yeah. I mean, whether it was the World Baseball Classic or whatever, but we definitely know that uh, the injuries kind of... My dad, actually, I talked to him a couple weeks ago, and he was just like, hey, how's your arm? And I was like, I don't... <laughs> 
what are you talking about? He's like, you, you want to go pitch for the Mariners right now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, that's Dude, how bad they're both in right now. <laughs> Mike Freeman, who is like an uh, like a utility guy, just pitched last night. He was throwing seventy mile an hour fastballs last night. Wow, for the last night. Yeah. Well, well, they yeah. were. They did. What was it like 16, it was 16 last night? One, though. Yeah. yeah. His changeup was 56 miles an hour. My kid throws harder than that. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my Yeah, for real. That's really what happened. Did they just so like, actually, this, is, this is a possibility. That's hilarious. Yeah. How did they get outs? I mean, did it happen? <laughs> no, actually, obviously, it did. They actually didn't hit him. He got, hmm. I think he got one hit off him. Well, I think the, 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 the yeah, major the, leaguers are used to 90 mile an hour yeah, fastballs, yeah. and they're like, exactly. I've seen this since <laughs> like 9 like, years. 30 miles an hour slower. I can't hit this. What is going on? Yeah. All the steroids pulsing through yeah, their yeah, arms yeah, yeah. could not slow down. Just, that reminds <laughs> me. This, is, this, is, like, <laughs> this is like Solo just underhanding the ball to them, and they, can't, they yeah. don't know what to do oh, with it. Oh, man. Did they give him a wiffle ball? That's joking, what I want to know. Did they actually just give him the wiffle ball? <laughs> when I was a senior in high school, I played baseball all the way through to the end. And uh, do you remember uh, that kid Josh Pierce out of West Valley? He ended up going pro. He played for – I was actually looking it up last night. He got signed by the Mets. He got drafted by the Mets, and then he went to, I think, St. Louis or whatever. And he played three years. But there was three pitchers my senior year in high school that got drafted. One of them was Dave Haverlow. Which was uh, Haverlow's son that played, pitched for the Mariners yeah. and Josh Pierce. I don't remember the third guy. I think he was from Afraid or something. These kids, we went and we played them. They were throwing 95 miles per hour when I was 18 years old. Okay, yep. these kids were being scouted. We're like we're over there in our dugout, like watching them, and they've got scouts with the like guns behind them, and we're about ready to play these guys. And like I don't know, it was like a week before the game, a couple days before the game. I actually pitched my senior year. I don't know if you guys know this because we were so uh, so weak in our pitching staff. Our main guy got hurt, and he was like, coach comes to me, he's like, dude, you're going to have to pitch uh, – this weekend, you're going to have to start against uh, Josh Pierce. I was like, uh, are you kidding me? <laughs> like, this is, I'm in my bull, I'm not a joking. I'm in my bullpen, all 115 pounds of me at that time. <laughs> I'm, I'm warming up over there. I look over and Josh Pierce, he's got like two or three scouts behind yeah, him with the guns. Yeah, yeah. What were the and guns on like, you, man? Did you have the oh, guns yeah. on? I'm like, what, you guys, you guys don't want to check this out? <laughs> you want to check out the sick curve I got? So... We started the game and, and we're all laughing because they everybody knows like dude this is a joke that I'm gonna start and West Valley was like good that year they had huge hitters like these guys were big guys and I'm like I'm gonna be the guy and uh, like the first two innings like I struck a couple guys out I was hitless for the first two innings and it was like these guys were like over swinging like you can see it I throw them, like this weird change we've never and seen anyone like, throw their they were frothing and I was like I remember like one of our one of my friends like around the third inning he was like man we're just all waiting for it to just unleash they're about and to it was pop like, you yeah. yeah oh man and it was like around the, I think it was the third or fourth inning that like I had it was the first time I had back to back dongs on me it was like <laughs> laser beam home run where it like was still going up as it was going out of the ball <laughs> So, yeah, you're not joking, Krusty. I definitely, that's why my dad was like, you sure your arm isn't ready? I mean, let's that's see what's going crazy. on. I mean, anyway, like, let's let's just, we got to wrap this up soon, actually. This is going on, but yeah. you got a poem for us, uh, Chisler? You got anything, little side notes? I, I don't have a poem. I don't have a poem, but I have a thought, okay, or I have a, a series of thoughts, right. right? 
So, you know, I've covered all the important topics in my little, you know, deep thoughts with Chisler segment here <laughs> <laughs> about toilet paper and whatnot. So I'm kind of building off of this thing. So I was thinking about, um, you know, I went to Ireland last year and, and, you know, a famous saying in Ireland is <clears throat> there's a thousand shades of green. And you'd spend your whole life trying to, you know, inter name them all and, and figure them all out. And, you know, there's that, I think it's been debunked, but there's that uh, concept that I think we grew up, all grew up with, with the Inuits or the Eskimo <clears throat> have a, a thousand words for snow and all yeah, the different yeah, intricacies of, of what types of snow. And I was like, I think the same kind of level of, <coughs> Uh, the same depth of perception should be added to the fart, <laughs> right? <laughs> the fart, the, the fart is, farts. There should be a thousand different types of farts. We shouldn't have <laughs> fart, the one word, the one word for fart, right? So I was trying to think of other words that are in the English language that to me kind of just sound like they could be a type of fart. Right. And you could go from the left field, which is like there's foods that I think if you say the word, it's like, oh, that's that's that could just as well apply to a type of fart. So I was trying to think of some of those, like some foods that I think sound like fart esque words. The waffle. Syrup. The waffle. <laughs> <laughs> like, a waffle sounds like kind of a fart sound, right? Waffle. I've had a waffle fart before. <laughs> or, or don't, what you're talking about. I, don't ruin you waffles for me. <laughs> <laughs> don't ruin waffles. <laughs> and then even the, the syrup that you put on the fart, syrup sounds like kind of a fart sounding <laughs> word to me. Oh, oh man. What? That's disgusting. Dude. And then it goes, it goes so into you the juicy one. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a much more juicy the light, one. <laughs> the light and fluffy one, the juicy. Or like yes. I can even branch out into other ethnicities of foods like the pupusa. That kind of <laughs> sounds like a fart <laughs> in a certain way. <laughs> and maybe it's this fart you have after eating a pupusa. I don't know. Oh my god, but, that's okay. disgusting. This is definitely a this is definitely a man podcast. <laughs> what is wrong thinking, with you? You can you can go outside of the food genre. I think uh, some other words that sound like they could be a type of <clears throat> fart if you were a fart connoisseur. The blurb. The blurb oh, definitely is a fart. Yeah. The blurb is just a quick <laughs> one. It sounds like a comment on the Zillion wait, podcast. Wait, wait, wait. Also, also. About crusty. You, you just you just define that there is a group of people who are fart connoisseurs. <laughs> <laughs> I, might, I might be the only one in that crowd. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, uh, even like the kerfluffle or the cumberbund. I don't know. They all kind of sound like different types of farts to me. is definitely a fart. I've had that fart. I, I had I, that I fart after enchiladas. <laughs> I mean, yeah, enchilada just straight up sounds like it. <laughs> let's let's go a uh, favorite favorite sports moment, whether it was you or whatever it was. Let's start with Dyke. What was your favorite sports moment in your life? Doesn't matter what it is. All right, so it's kind of a weird story. So Ooh. my dad used to always take me to Mariner games when I was a kid. Like we would just we'd be work. I'm a farm boy, so we work on the farm. 
all day, and then at like three yeah. o'clock, he'd be like, "All right, son, you did you did a nice day's work. Let's go to a Mariner game." So we do that like awesome. a lot through the summer. It was Kingdom. awesome. It was cool. Kingdom. I mean, the tickets were yeah. like three bucks. They were horrible. <laughs> um, <laughs> like Alvin Davis was like the only guy that I can remember from those. Did years. you drive maybe, like, the Baylor over the pass? <laughs> <laughs> we drove the John Deere. <laughs> Open cab. It was cold, but um, <laughs> no. So. So we would go there, and I just remember this one day, like, my dad's carrying the suitcase. He's carrying a suitcase, which you can never do in a stadium now, but he's got the suitcase, and he's carrying it into the stadium. And we're sitting in the cheapest <laughs> seats. Like, we're at the top of, at the kingdom, and we're watching him warm up, you know, doing batting practice and stuff. And all of a sudden, my dad is setting up a tripod, and he's got this, like, huge video. You know, you know those huge <laughs> video cameras? Yes! <laughs> he's like... Gonna videotape the whole Mariner game, which who knows which is why? Illegal, like, why right? would you do that? Like, there's no <laughs> reason can't to do, do that. that. Like, <laughs> hey, let's watch it tomorrow. <laughs> like, why? <laughs> we got kicked Was out this? of the stadium. <laughs> like, we had to go home. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, this really serious. happened. You got kicked this out. Really just... Yeah, like you know, I was like nine. <laughs> they had video camera secret yeah. service. Like, oh, yeah. look, there's somebody so, in the top deck. A guy was like, hey, what are you guys doing? And he's like, I'm videotaping the Mariners. And he was like, you guys have to leave now. You can't, like, there's, like, licensing <laughs> issues and stuff. That is yeah, like, exactly. that, That's like going, you know, that's, that's like going hilarious. to a concert and, like, recording the concert with yeah. your thing. I mean, it's pretty much the same But, like, thing. blatantly, like, he had a tripod on. <laughs> what were you going to do with it? Yeah, there was no YouTube. It's not like you were going to make any money off this thing. I know. Oh, we got bootleg Mariner game. Bootleg Mariner game. Come on. Who wants to buy it? Five bucks. When they won, like, 20 games. Games that year. It's just like the game weirdest 14, thing ever. Yeah. Oh game 14 God, versus the weird. KC Royals. That's a weird story. That's a good story, guys. <laughs> it's a sick game. I like that. Do you, wait, the, Dyke, do you still have that video footage? Dude, like, we, couldn't even, we couldn't even hit record. They were like on us like that. They were like, no, you can't record <laughs> oh, this. Man. You need to put that up on you. You need to tell your dad. That, that's gold. Oh, that's hilarious. Chisler, Chisler, what's your moment? I can't wait to hear this. There's so many. <sighs> yeah, I mean, I guess I I just, you know, me, I probably, I'm going to pull it personal and just blow my own self up. I have some <clears throat> stories that I have. I don't think I've ever told you guys about things that happened to me on the, <laughs> in my sporting life, which was pretty, pretty short. You know, I did a couple years of basketball and quit that. And then I, I was a four year letterman at golf, however, but you know, golf. You are a good golfer. You're a very good golfer. There you go. My 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 golf stories aren't very good though. <clears throat> so I would I would hearken it back to um, to basketball when I was uh, my first season playing AAU. So I had played for you know the <clears throat> middle school team and been relegated to the worst team that possible not varsity or not you know like the good team put on the c squad <laughs> we called it the c squad because there was an a squad and a b squad and then like everybody who else got put on the c squad <clears throat> but somehow some aau coach decided that i was worth putting on the aau team maybe i had some potential that they saw so I, I'm in a kind of out of my element here. You know, this is like we're a traveling AAU team. We're in Yakima somewhere, you know, <laughs> playing against some big wigs. And I get a little nervous before the game. And I don't know what happened. This is not like a thing in my world, but 
I ended up kind of shard- sharding my pants. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it goes with the theme of your, oh, of, of your thing in my world. <laughs> that is a straight up thing in my world. <laughs> in Fifty Shades of Green. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's it's right up my alley in the theme of what I brought to the podcast, at least. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Wait, you sharded before the game? I sharded, but at the same time, I only had one uniform, and I only no. had one set of un- I only had one set of underwear. So it was I'm in a foreign place. My parents didn't come. I, I actually traveled over with another kid, you know, and his family. I was I was Donnie. I was out of my element from you know. Oh my gosh! So what did you do? Did you so play the game? I played the game that? with sharded shorts. And it was like Krispy Kreme in the back of my... <laughs> it was totally terrible. It was totally <laughs> terrible because you can't play free. Let me just tell you this. You can't play loose. You can't play fun. You can't play free when you got stuff that might fall out on the court. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. You didn't clean it up? Why wouldn't you clean it up? Oh, I mean, it was like game time. So it was like I had to go. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I, you know, He's you're too a kid. dedicated. He's too dedicated. I wasn't dedicated. even in... I wasn't it was like it was you know younger years. It wasn't like high school or anything. So anyway, I had no idea what to do. Totally played like crap. I, I believe maybe even literally. I, I think I. <laughs> 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 Thank you for that. I'll just end it on that. Oh. I'll end it there. That's that's enough. <laughs> that was that was a softball that you just threw. <laughs> Oh, Chisler, I, it never seems to astound me. I've known you, like, pretty much my whole life. I have never heard that story. My basketball career over. is pretty unheralded for how bad it was. <laughs> yeah. All right, Christy, let's hear yours and try to keep it under 25 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have 17 of them. No, no. Uh, <laughs> no, um... Funniest. It's just funniest sports moment. It's, it's just funniest, so sport, moment. funniest just, sports moment. Rest, um, anything happened to you in the wrestling world? Yeah. So I, well, no, yeah, no. So, uh. You never got a boner in your singlet? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, no funny wrestling moments. Um, but uh, the, I will actually say that the, the funniest moment uh, for me, res- or for, from a sports perspective, was me as a, as a straight-up fan. Um, when I was, uh, gosh, I'm going to say about 14 years old, I went to a Husky football game uh, with some friends, and we sat in the stadium. It was great, and it was fun. team was absolutely horrendous. Um, but we were sitting there cheering and screaming. We were right behind the, uh, the student section and we were sitting there screaming and cheering and everything and trying to get into the game, which we were losing. I'm loving the the buildup. Loving the the buildup. The guy right, (laughs) the guy right before, right in front of me, one seat in front of me as a 14 year old. He was a probably, I'm going to guess, like, college senior, maybe even just out of college, whatever. He's, like, late 20s, mid-20s. He decided that since the Huskies were losing, the great solution to that problem was to take all his clothes off and streak. And so I literally, I literally, and it was cold and, like, windy coming off Lake Union like or Lake Washington, whatever the one the Husky Stadium is on. 
And, yeah, and yeah. so he he decided that he just he just like looked around, like checked everyone around him. Didn't say this fourteen year old gonna care if he sees my balls. Yeah, and- yeah, yeah. <laughs> he didn't like check with his friends or ask him if it was a good idea. He just like ripped his shirt off and his coat off or whatever, dropped trowel, and just decided that like this is it. Uh, this is my moment to shine. And so he jumped up onto the like like the you know, my my section of seats and his section of seats, even though it was one row, was separated by, like, the walkway aisle or whatever in between. So he jumped up onto the aisle just butt naked, and he did have face paint on, so he had, like, purple and gold face paint oh on his face. God. Yeah. And so this was you, by the way. Just, just this, butt this naked was- and turned around and looked at all of us and just, like, like danced crazy and was like, Yeah! Let's do it! And they go dogs, you know? And then he turned and he just ran down to the field and he and he did he planted his hands on the wall at the end of the stadium breaking the field and did like a full backflip. Like just like <laughs> like hit the hit the wall with his hands and just flipped completely on landed on his feet on the field track or whatever. Dude, and I remember amazing. I remember watching and thinking Dude, you could have done that with your clothes on, and it would have been the coolest thing cool. anyone's ever seen in this stadium for like three years because the team's been so bad. Um, you know what the best part of that story is? Is that Dyke's dad was at the corner just filming it on his <laughs> No, but he so he lands on his feet. He lands on his feet, and he and he takes off running towards the field. And this this is the highlight of this whole thing. <laughs> he runs on the, and he's running towards the field and he totally thinks he's going to make the field and like get on TV and you know so he's streaking the Husky game and I believe they were playing Stanford it was Husky, Husky Stanford and so but about three steps from the sideline a special teams like backup Husky player just clotheslines him just <laughs> Just, just drops his ass. Like, just, just levels him. Bait totally tackle naked. go flying. Yeah. yeah just, just clotheslines his ass. And, of course, my whole section, the rest of the stadium had no idea what was going on. But my whole section is watching this guy. Like, we're not even paying attention to the game. And he drops down, hits his feet, runs, like, 20 steps, and just gets clotheslined by this guy. And then, the, and then the, the guy, like, points at him. And starts laughing at him, and then the security comes in and arrests him and take him off the field. But oh. it was just—it was one of the most hilarious, like in the moment things I've ever seen. Where this guy just—he literally—I don't know how many beers deep he was or whatever. Like, that's why you have he, to go to the game. You yeah, have to go. Yeah. At some point, right. you have to be he, at the he stadium. He just decided yeah. that the Huskies are going to win if the other team sees my dick. Like, like, oh my like, god! Like, that's how I can best support my team. You know what I mean? Like, oh, that you know what? Incredible. That seems like a so really formative great. moment in your life. Honestly, I can yeah. I understand you better. I understand yeah. you better as a friend now. Well, yeah, because I, like, I, I applied that logic during every high school football game. Because yeah. even Krusty had the sense to not to do something West like Valley that. Sees yeah. My dick. Yeah. <laughs> Well played, well oh played. Oh. Well, I'm going to end it quickly because I, I can't yeah. top that one. What's That's too song? good. 
Mine's real quick. I mean, I already told you the baseball one. That's pretty much up there. I, I got a lot, but mine's more just on a more recreational level. I used to, uh, when I was living in L.A. for a couple of years, I really got into tennis. This one involves Chisler. He knows this story. So I was really getting into tennis. I was playing like two, three times a day. I was living with this guy who was a professional, and he taught it or he coached tennis professionally and he was really into music and so he would come to shows and we would kind of like he's like come to the club come to the um, I would I would play at like all the like the Malibu Country Club and, and the um, all the like country clubs in, in LA where he would be coaching at and I would, he would take me on these amazing places and we'd be free and he'd do stuff with me and I was like really getting into it and well Chisler comes down and visits I believe it was like kind of like your before you got married, kind of like vibe. Yeah, or yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, because I was going to be gone. For, I couldn't make your bachelor party, but I was like, all right. So he comes down, we hang out, and I was like, dude, we're, I'm playing a lot of tennis. So he's like, all right, yeah, I'm into tennis. We used to play back in the day, but he didn't know how much I've been actually getting my game on, like how much I've been like working on my strokes. With a pro, apparently. by the way, yeah. With a pro. Yeah. <laughs> so, this is like, you know. So, me going to the golf so, course and having lessons with the, the club pro. This is what someone's no, talking about. No, exactly. Like, all the time. Like, I was learning from a guy. Like, I was, like, taking full lessons and going. I was playing, like, live ball every Wednesdays, which is a certain type of tennis where you play with a bunch of people. Like, I was really getting into it. I had multiple outfits, multiple jackets. <laughs> all I thought about all day was tennis. Day in and day out. You, you remember that time in my life. All yeah. I think about was tennis. I was obsessed with it. I was so into it. I was watching it all the time. Also, so a personality going, trait, yes, of you, yeah, just <laughs> obsessed right. to the point of perfection. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then I went to like I was going to tennis matches. I went to the LA Open. I was meeting tennis players. I hung out like. Actually, that's another really good side note. Uh, <laughs> I I ran in like I, I ran into a, a tennis a famous tennis player in the Whole Foods. I had my whole gear on. Like I was just I just played, and he walked up to me. And uh, I, don't, I won't mention his name, but he was like top 50 in the world this time. And he was totally eyeballing me so hard. Like he was giving me this look. And I was like, oh, man, that's what's his name, who I just met a week before through this tennis player. But he couldn't face who I was. But I think he thought I was a real tennis player because <laughs> my buddy... No, my buddy told me, Sam Query. I'll tell you, it's Sam Query. He was like, he's like, dude, that guy thought you were a real tennis player because like, this is what they do. They see you on the street and they just immediately think, oh man, I'm going to have to play this guy in the quarterfinals next week in Cincinnati. <laughs> so he started like fighting you. And I totally got vibe by Sam Query because he was looking at me like, I was like, oh man, I don't know why he's like giving me the look. But it's because I was full outfit, like after playing tennis. It was a big deal to you. I remember he'd call yeah. me up and he'd be like, "I got the, I got the new shorts, I got the new shirt, I got the yeah. matching socks, the matching, yeah, the matching true. tennis bag, everything." He just like rolled all shoes, unified. Even That's to hilarious. this day, even to this day, if I put anything up on Instagram, tennis, like my friend Oswald, he'll be like, he's like, "Yo, I." I just saw a query the other day. He's still shaking in his boots right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so get to it. Get to it, though. So yeah. the point is, okay, so we go down to the local tennis spot. We're hitting the ball, whatever. We're hitting back and forth. And she's like, whoa, yeah, you are hitting a little harder than you used to. I don't, this I don't legit, quite remember the yeah. ball coming at me that fast. <laughs> you were like, oh, okay, yeah, you really got your shit together. Well, then afterwards, and I'm like, yeah, whatever. We're getting ready. There's two guys coming out. They're, they're like waiting. And he's like, dude, nice strokes man yeah 
Look random like stranger. Okay, random stranger <laughs> who has been watching us just whack the ball back and forth at each other, who's waiting for the court, and we're yeah. and we're getting off, and then this is the exchange that happens as we get off and they get onto the court. Okay, go ahead, Sol. Yeah, he he was like, nice strokes, kind of looks like Dolgopolov. And Chisler's like, who the fuck is Dolgopolov? <laughs> Number one or two in the country at the time. I no, swear he wasn't. No. Top Don't ten. Top never, ten or whatever. No, he, he never got top ten. Never. He he's like he was top fifty for sure. He's good, but there it's funny, if you go look at the strokes, I guess I guess they're kind of similar. I mean this is just me butt upping myself. Right yeah, now. this Hard. is a hilarious story of how amazing you are, by the way. But anyway, yeah. It was just so odd. I'm like down there in LA, this guy is just like Butt upping solo saying, Oh, yeah, you remind me of this super pro, you know, like just watching <laughs> your play. And I'm like, We were just riffing. What the hell? <laughs> like, yeah, what did I get I myself that's into? What made here? Funny. That's what made it so funny to me because you were like, I didn't even think of it anything till afterwards. You were like, What the fuck is that all? <laughs> anyway, we should, we gotta wrap this up, guys, because I'm even, I have to edit this thing. You know that? I gotta actually <laughs> listen to this whole thing. So. All right, thanks, Dyke, for coming on, buddy. Yeah, and we should mention yeah. Dyke is uh, not really a code name for, it's not an offensive code name. <laughs> no, that's, that's actually his name. We couldn't it's come just, up with a real, a real one. It's an offensive real name is what it is. <laughs> I should have thrown that out like a minute one instead of minute 230, but <laughs> where nobody's that's, listening that's, that's and they think we've just, the day. We're good. we've just made the most offensive name for our friend, but no, I don't think we have. <laughs> All right, yeah. All right, good to have you, Dyke. Two hours. All right, yeah, guys, let's take it easy. Good to have you, Dyke. See you guys. <laughs>